0: You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives life to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven.
1: We are in a Sunday evening series called Leave Your Mark thinking through what it means to live in such a way as to where we make a difference in the world so that after we are gone something is different because we were here and I think it's good to think about that because that then becomes a perspective for how we live when we think about what happens after we die hopefully we learn some things and see some things that impacts how we live even right now now I'm assuming since it's the holiday season and Christmas is Coming up very shortly, that most everyone here, if not everyone here, has a fully decorated Christmas tree on display inside your house, right? But raise your hand if you are currently one of those people who have at least more than a couple of strands of lights outside your house. Raise your hand if you have outside lights on your house, in your yard, so that everybody can see. You don't have to be ashamed, it's okay. All right, very good. Put your hands down. The rest of you, you're just a bunch of Scrooges, right? Grinches. No, I'm with you, actually. I'm really not an outside light person. I mean, I don't mind looking at Christmas lights on other people's houses. I just, for me, to, you know, I don't want to be responsible for putting up the lights or for paying to put up the lights that are just going to be up for about a month. It just doesn't seem viable to me. But that's just... That's just me. So I, I took this picture the other night of a house in a neighborhood very near our house. They went all out. Look at that. And the picture really doesn't even do it justice. It's uh, every little twig on those trees. That's amazing to me. I, I don't know how long that took. It's very impressive. When you roll down your window, you know how some houses like that, you can hear Christmas music? Well, when you go in this house, you roll down your window, you can hear the gauge on the electric meter just whizzing by. It's very impressive, I will say. And so you contrast that with this next picture, which is our house. (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But it's not too far from true. We have, I think we do have a little tree with some lights on it on our front porch. So there you go. But I do like this next photo. Maybe you've seen this. um, It's not necessarily from, from Edmund, but I've seen this online. This picture of a house that went all out. And then the house next door just said, ditto right I like that that's that's creative but go back to that previous picture of the house with all the lights on it now if you see a house like this beaming with Christmas lights you can't help but to notice it in fact some people go out of their way to find houses like this and to look at houses like this you are drawn to these things right and when our attention is fixed on a house like this we don't even notice the other houses next door or around it. If they don't have lights on them, we just drive right by. We don't even give it another thought because they, they aren't lit up. And so houses like this really stand out from the other ones because they are different. When you think about how you live your life, you need to know that God calls disciples of Christ to be different. Different. He calls us to stand out from the world, to be uncommon, to be distinctive. In fact, the New Testament calls us aliens and strangers in this world. We are supposed to be different. But let's be honest, sometimes it's just easier to blend in, isn't it? Just to go with the flow, don't make waves, fly under the radar. Because if you go unnoticed, then people leave you alone. And you can get on with your life. You don't have to be inconvenienced. And it's just like some of us deciding that putting up Christmas lights is too much energy, too much effort, it costs too much. The same thing is true sometimes. As we consider what it means to to let our light shine, it just costs too much, it's too much effort, it demands too much. And so it's easier sometimes just to fade into the background, just to be one of those houses that is dark and unnoticed but it's difficult to leave a mark in this world if we live like everyone else in this world it's difficult to make an impression of Jesus on the people around us if we live like all the people around us if we live like a world that constantly consumes how can we contribute anything What difference will we make if we look and we live like everyone else? If we simply go with the flow, what difference does it make? Jesus has some instructions for us in this area. He tells us that we are to make a difference. In his famous Sermon on the Mount, he is talking to a group mainly of Jewish people who revere the law of God. Specifically, they revere the law that was given to Moses The Word of God. And now Jesus is the Word that became flesh and is dwelling among them. And Jesus says, I didn't come to throw that law away that you revere. In fact, I came to fulfill it. The law was always pointing toward Jesus. And what he's about to say and how he lives among them will illustrate what the fulfillment of the law really is it will be the law in action in the flesh so that they can see and so Jesus teaches them what it's like to live according to the values of the kingdom of God and I want you to notice after the Beatitudes which are very uncommon the Beatitudes that call us to live in a way that is distinctive from the world he then makes it very clear Matthew 5 verse 13 you he says, are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Now, if you've studied this text very much at all, or you've heard sermons or classes, you've probably heard all the different uses of salt in the first century explained, right? And there's probably some value in that. But sometimes I think we miss the point that is staring us in the face because we're looking around so much. So here's the point. Are you ready? It's profound. Salt is supposed to be salty. That's the point. Salt is supposed to be salty. Jesus says if salt loses its saltiness, it can't be injected with salt again. It's worthless. We have a name, we have a word, for salt that is no longer salty you know what it is? Sand and again scholars have tried to track down Okay, what is Jesus referring to what specifically is he talking about here and they have all kinds of theories he's talking about some rock formations that have sodium chloride in them that has that leached out over time that it's lost its saltiness or salt blocks that were used in ovens and the chemical uh, compounds were compromised after intense heat use of the oven over time. And I think, well, that'll preach, right? Losing our saltiness because of the heat of the world. So maybe that's what Jesus is talking about. Others have said, well, there was an expression by a Jewish rabbi about salt losing its saltiness, and Jesus is making reference to that because his audience would know that. Suppose that's, that's possible. Or maybe it's water taken from the Dead Sea, and after it evaporates, it loses its saltiness. By the way, I can, I can confer to you that the Dead Sea is not losing its saltiness. Actually, over the past few years, it has been losing water. The water level is receding, but the saltiness is still there. In fact, the Dead Sea is some 30% minerals. So we actually got in the Dead Sea, and you just sit down, and you float. It's like swimming in potato soup. It's the weirdest thing in the world. It's filled with salt and minerals, and so the Dead Sea is still salty but maybe they say Jesus is referring to that well that's possible but I think maybe Jesus was just saying hypothetically if salt loses its saltiness it's worthless it has no purpose salt was meant to be salty can you imagine going to the movie for us that means it's a splurge because if you go to the movie, you've got to get popcorn. And so you stand in line and you get your $30 bucket of popcorn. And then what if they say to you, yeah, we put salt on it, but you won't notice it. You won't taste the salt. Now, they would never do that, right? Because they put enough salt on the popcorn to preserve a side of beef. Because they want you buying a $12 barrel of soda to go with it because you're thirsty. But what if they did that? What if they said, we put salt on this popcorn, but you're not going to be able to taste it? You would be so confused. Why did you put it on there? I I want it to be salty. It's it's worthless if you're going to do that. That's what Jesus is saying here. When Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, and notice, he says, you are. He doesn't say you were. He doesn't say you will be, you might be, you should be. This is an identity marker. He says, if you live life in the kingdom of God, you are salt of the earth which means you are to have an impact, an influence on the world. Don't lose your saltiness, because if you do, you no longer have an impact, and you are not living the life that God made you to live. And so Jesus continues in verse 14. He says, "'You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house.'" In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus, first of all, says you're the salt of the earth, and here he says you are the light of the world. Jesus wanted them to know. He wants us to know who we are. He wants us to understand as representatives of Christ, we are to make a difference in the world. We are to be salt and light. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? We sometimes think that means we need to extract ourselves from the world. We need to live in such a way that our mindset says, I am above the world. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying. You see, the call to be salt, the call to be light, is not a call to stand against the world. It is an invitation to stand for the world as we stand out from the world. There's a difference. Yes, there is probably a time to protect ourselves from the evil of the world. But as salt and light, our calling is not to run from the world, not to hide from the world, not to isolate ourselves from the world. It is to engage the world with the truth and the love of Jesus Christ. The heart of what Jesus is saying is this. Being salt and light means our lives are to be distinctive. We are to be different. Not better, not more qualified, not more privileged, we are to be different in that we have a higher calling. And as salt and as light, there is influence there. That's what both of these things have in common, influence. As with salt, if light loses its lightiness, it's no longer light, right? It's no longer distinctive. You drive right by the houses at nighttime that have no Christmas lights on them so that you can see the ones that do have Christmas lights. Light that doesn't light up is not light. You see, we are to be distinctive. Jesus says, when we live this way, as salt and light, we draw people not to us, but to the source of light, and that is our Heavenly Father. And that's the way God has always designed it to be and desired it to be even with Israel they were called to be a light to the nations around them one example is in Isaiah 42 verse 6 I the Lord have called you in righteousness talking to Israel I will take hold of your hand I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles few chapters later in chapter 49 I will also make you a light for the Gentiles that that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth God has always desired his people to be a light to shine in the dark world to stand out so that people could see God that only happens when we live distinctive lives so radically different from a world around us that longs for other things, that pursues other things. A world that draws all people not to God, but to self. You see, being different will make a difference. That's the message tonight. Being different, choosing to live a distinctive life is one way you can make a difference. So if you want to make a difference, you've got to be different. If you choose to live like virtually everyone else around you, you will just be one of many of this massive horde of humanity that quietly comes and goes and leaves little mark, no difference in the world. But if you choose to be salt and you choose to be light, to have an influence, to be distinctive, God can use you to leave a mark on this world. Being distinctive or letting your light shine means living with purpose, It's not just avoiding sin. It is living a life of holiness. But that's not all it is. It's living a life with purpose beyond pleasure. It means living with the sense of intentionality, with focus. Not blending in with the landscape or fading into the background. Being distinctive doesn't mean that you get everything right. In fact, Jesus goes on to tell us exactly what it means. Read the rest of the Sermon on the Mount. All of these countercultural, counterintuitive ways to live. He says, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek, pray for those who hurt you, bless your enemies. He says, have the gospel as your mindset, bring heaven to earth, and on and on, living distinctive lives that draw people to Him. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build and maintain and enhance a culture of difference makers and disciple makers. A culture that not only supports but empowers and celebrates men and women of all ages and all stages of life who choose to be salt and light in this world. And there are so many examples among us, many of which I have no idea because you do it behind the scenes. You do it without anyone noticing. And I applaud you for that. I think about what happened in this building yesterday as hundreds of children and families were here first for breakfast with Santa and the people, many of you, who took time and energy and even used your own resources to help make that happen so that people in this community, not just so they could have a homemade cinnamon roll, as good as that is, but so they could see the love of Jesus in front of them. And then our Pathfinders class, leading the effort for all of us to buy Christmas gifts for children in need. And they gave those out, many of those out yesterday, I believe. Again, that's just a vehicle. That's just an opportunity to be different when everyone else is spending and receiving, spending on ourselves, taking the time to say, let's be mindful of others. What you gave this morning to help people in Zambia. You see, that's making a difference. And that is so distinctive because our world says, I don't have time to give, I'm trying to receive. I don't have time to bless others. I have no intention of doing that. I'd rather be blessed by others. I think about so many things that our youth group does. Recently, Big Leaf Day, and how they just went out to people in the community and just helped them, just showed them what love looks like. I think about so many things we do around here. Friends speak trunk or treat the fourth of july uh, when we let people come on our parking lot and give them water and snacks and in fact sean told us this week that that he overheard someone in the parking lot on the fourth of july say to his child now this is how you do church this is how you're supposed to do church i think about so many of you who pour yourselves into blessing other people so many, so many of you who are doing and will do that over the holidays but all through the year I think about Paul and Bonnie Howard who have spent 9 or 10 weeks with 6 couples just helping encourage them in their marriages investing their time and energy and of course I think about our mission efforts all of our missionaries I think about many of you who give up vacation who spend money our college students who give up spring break to go on mission trips Is that distinctive when all the other college students in our country are going to the beach and partying and doing all kinds of things and our students are paying money to invest their spring break into blessing others? It makes a difference. I think about our shared experience groups, our discovery Bible studies, our mentoring program, and on and on. But here's the thing, living a distinctive life it's not a program. It's not a ministry. It is a lifestyle that you and I have to choose daily. You know the best place for you to be salt and light in your world. And your world is different than my world. Your sphere of influence is different than mine. It's at the workplace, at the at the at how at the house. At the, you know it's it's in the restaurants. It's in meetings. It's on business trips it's at the park on the ball field it's all the places we go and opportunities we have every day to show integrity when everyone else seems to be cutting corners when being honest when it would be helpful and self-serving to be dishonest to be mindful of people who were hurting and not just to notice them but to do something about it to tell the truth to use our words to build people up rather than tear them down. That's distinctive. To be generous and to give, to forgive, to seek justice, to help those in need, to visit the orphans and the widows, to care enough about the lost to tell them the truth about Jesus. There's so many ways that we can be salt and light. And when we do that, by God's help, the impression we leave is not a stamp of our face. It's not a stamp of our name. The impression we leave is that of Jesus. Do you remember what Jesus said? When you do these things, people will be drawn to God, and they will give glory to our Heavenly Father. So when it's all said and done, what difference Will your life have made in this world? What difference will you make? You may never be rich. You may never be famous. You may not be known by many more than just a select few. But how will those people describe your life? Will those people say, he or she made a difference? If you want to make a difference, you got to be different. If you want to leave a mark if you want to make a difference you have got to be different you know this past year this year I guess we're still in 2019 aren't we we have we have lost many good people here we have said goodbye to many beloved members of this congregation and many of them have escaped suffering and for that we give thanks all of them have conquered death and certainly we give thanks for that we put together a little slideshow with some pictures and names of some of our members who have who have gone on and as we watch this video together we celebrate their lives and their legacies but we also remind ourselves and each other that they are not forgotten and they will not be forgotten because they left a mark on us they made a difference in our lives And the difference they made is probably as different as they are from each other. And that's as it should be. In so many ways, they are salt and light, and we are thankful for them. And so as we pause in this moment, we remember and we give thanks for those who have gone on before us.
0: Let it be said of us, be through us made known. Let the cross be our Amen. Yeah.
1: some reason we left someone out please let me know we certainly would not do that on purpose but I think it is important for us to acknowledge those who have gone before us and to learn from their lives and to be different because they made a difference in our lives the truth is that quite possibly one day your picture will be on a screen like this or maybe in a funeral program or maybe framed on an easel at the front of a room like this maybe even this room. People will gather to remember your life, to talk about your death, to comfort each other. What difference will they say you made? Will there be one person to say, he or she truly made a difference in my life? Will someone say that you were salt and light? You see, it's not the, the breadth of our influence. It's about the depth of our influence and the impact God chooses to make with our influence. So if you want to make a difference, choose to be different. As we close, let me just offer this word of blessing over you. I'll put it on the screen and ask you to take these words in your heart. May God give us eyes to see him amid a world that looks away. May we never get too comfortable in this world or too accepting of its injustice that we fail to stand out. May we not hide in the shadows or fade into the background. May we be used by God to bring a part of heaven to earth. May we be foolish enough and faithful enough to think we can make a difference in our world. And may we be salts and light leaving a lasting imprint of Jesus on this world so that others are drawn to him and gladly join us in glorifying his name. Paul wrote in Romans 12, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship or service. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God calls us to be different. Jesus says you are salt, you are light, you are distinctive from the world, not better than the world, but live under the reign of Jesus. And when we choose to live that way, When we choose to embrace the identity that we have in Christ, God uses us to make a difference in the world. It's so easy just to fade into the background. It's so easy to be the house that has no lights, people just drive by. God calls you to be salt and light so that people can be drawn to him through you. That's our call. Not just this week, but every week, every day. Allow God to use you in that way. Tonight, we want to offer an opportunity for us to encourage you. Maybe we can pray for you, support you in some way. Maybe it's time to make some changes in your life and you need help with that. We're here for you. Or maybe tonight you're ready to give your life to Christ. You want to be a difference maker. You want to be someone used by God who lives according to a higher purpose and calling. There is no better way to live your life because God created you to live this way in relationship with him through the precious blood of Jesus. If tonight you're ready to give your life to Christ, to be baptized into Christ, we'd be happy to assist you. There's something we can do. We invite you to come as we stand and sing.